Hey, how's everybody doing? Welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, episode 58. Today, I'm going to be talking UNC basketball. We beat Boston College yesterday, 91-65, to and I'm here to break down the game for you guys. So let's just hop straight into it. So again, UNC won 91-65. to We were up 49-20 to at halftime. That score pretty much ended the game before the second half even started, leading UNC on the box score. Caleb Love, 22 points. 7 of 11 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3-point range, really got going there in the second half to keep UNC's lead large. Armando Baycott, 18 points, 11 rebounds, yet another double-double for Baycott. 6 of 9 from the field. RJ Davis was a perfect 5 of 5 from the field, making two 3-pointers for 17 points. And then Brady Manick getting back on track, 17 points. 7 of 14 from the field, only 2 of 7 from 3-point range, so we're still looking for his 3-point shot to be a bit more consistent, but great to see him back in double figures. And then another note, Dawson Garcia started the game, appeared to have a head injury within the first couple minutes. He left the game, did not return. Uh, we will have to get an update on his status uh, in the next coming days before our next game against Notre Dame on Wednesday. Overall, the team shot 52% from the field, 48% from three-point range, 11 of 23. Those are great numbers that fans should love to see because in years past, this just has not been a great shooting team. And this year, it appears that Hubert Davis has turned it around and Caleb Love, RJ Davis, and the crew are shooting a lot better, especially from the outside. 84% from the free throw line as well. That's something to be encouraged by as well. We know how UNC struggles with those free throws. And then defensively, this was, a, this was a really stout performance. Boston College only shot 31% from the field, 29% from three-point range, and those numbers were extremely low. I believe in the low 20s, maybe even high teens at some points in the first half, only giving up 20 points and a half is fantastic. It allows UNC to, to just absolutely run away with games as we did yesterday. So some big takeaways for me. First off, if the guards play well like this, I think we win. If Caleb Love and RJ Davis play this well, are this efficient scoring-wise, and don't make many mistakes with turnovers, we only had nine turnovers yesterday, UNC will likely win the game. And I truly believe that. Unless the other team's guards outperform them, which would have to lead to even better performances than 22 and 17 points respectively, Love and Davis also chipped in five assists, had about seven rebounds combined, 12 of 16 from the field, 75% between the two guards. Again, and I said it in the, my last UNC basketball episode, efficiency is key for RJ Davis and Caleb Love. If they score, because they're going to score, but if they score efficiently and take the right shots, we saw Caleb Love take the right three-pointers. We saw him take the right drives to the basket. Same thing with RJ Davis. And these two are the are the guys leading our offense, and they transform what we can do on the offensive end because we already have the big bodies with Baycott and Manic and Garcia inside, ready to put in work in the paint. But with the outside presence of these two guards, along with you know a couple shots from Kerwin Walton that went through, nice to see him get back to scoring a little bit. Still have Ant Harris out there who's been playing pretty well the past couple games. This offense can be very potent in the ACC. Also, defensively, like I said, great in the first half. Really just shows Armando Baycott's value. He had a block and three steals. But his 
presence in the paint really disrupts what a lot of teams want to do offensively. Now, what we need to see from him is him rise up to the high level of competition. He did a little bit against Kentucky against Oscar Shibwe. He had 22 points that game. He was really the only one that showed up in that blowout loss to Kentucky. But, you know, against the Duke, against, you know, Wake Forest is good this year. How is he going to play against top ACC competition? This matchup with Mark Williams, I've got it eyeballed when we play Duke for the first time. But if he plays this well defensively and he's a walking double-double, which it appears he is this season, he is a very crucial player for UNC's success in the ACC this season. And again, putting up 18.6 of 9 shooting, what more can you ask of him? He has been very solid for the most part in this season. Getting Manic back on track I think was really important. Again, 2 of 7 from the 3-point range. We'd like to see him be more consistent, uh, be more efficient from 3, but seeing Dawson go out early, we knew that Brady had to step up in a scoring role do, with, with Dawson being out because Dawson's exploded on, on a couple games this season on the on the points uh, category. So it was great to see Brady really contributing. And, and I think his scoring ability in the paint inside the three-point range is really shown as well. He's got really nice footwork, I think. Um, he's got all the tricks and, uh, and uh, in his bag to, to score on all three levels. And that's something this team really needs to increase our versatility as an offense. And then lastly, something that was really interesting to me, the freshmen got a good run. They got a lot of minutes for uh, compared to how it's been earlier in the season. Both DeMarco Dunn and Dontre Style got 10 minutes each. I think Dunn got 11. Uh, Dunn had six points. Styles had four, so they were scoring. They were looking to score. They were aggressive. Uh, DeMarco Dunn, he, his two buckets really impressed me. I think he's a name that we need to watch out for because, you know, there's you always need that next man up mentality. You never know what's going to happen. We just saw Dawson go down with an apparent head injury. Um, so Dunn, it seems like, will be ready at the guard spot. And I think he really showed some score, some flashes of scoring potential at the off-ball guard spot. I feel like he could definitely run point as well, but he's definitely going to be a two-guard for UNC in the future. And then the question comes up, how are we going to use them in future games? How is Hubert Davis going to use uh, fresh legs and done in styles will it just be in blowouts will they get chances in in close games because I feel like you know we really only have six guys right now that we can count on to score Kerwin Walton and Ann are kind of on the fringe as eight and nine but if styles or done can have a second uh, half of the season outbreak this would really help this team on both ends of the floor style seems like he can be a really good all-around player he's a big body he can really force his way into the into the paint I mean he seems like our leaky replacement in terms of size height skill set seems like a better shooter than leaky but doesn't seem like a knockdown shooter so these are two names to really look out for. I could be wrong. We might not get a much traction going all uh, the entire season. They might just get a few minutes here and there. But it was nice to see them in action in conference play. Our next game is against Notre Dame on Wednesday. Notre Dame beat the Kentucky team that we lost to by about 30. So this game will not be an easy one. I, I know Notre Dame is a bit of an average team, but they still have uh, they have good guard play. You know, Prentice Hub. 
Had a rough start to the season, but we know that he can shoot the ball pretty well when he's on. Uh, their their freshman, uh, I think, is Wesley. That's his name. Wesley is a really good player. I was really impressed seeing him play a couple games. I think R.J. Davis will be the one tasked to shut him down. Really athletic uh, uh, freshman guard. And then, obviously, they still have uh, Nate Lashevsky, uh, Adkinson, the transfer from, I believe, Yale. Uh, so they have some big bodies down there in the paint for Armando Baycott and Brady Manick to deal with. But at the end of the day, I think uh, and we also play Virginia on Saturday, which will be a big game because we all know we want to get Virginia back for them beating us the past for years. But it comes down for me, it's Caleb Love. He dictates the offense. You know, if he's scoring the ball well, he draws a lot of attention. He then makes the right passes. When he's in a groove, he is an absolute star. But as we saw against Kentucky, if he's not on his game, if his shot's off, if he's not getting to the basket well enough, he will really struggle, and then the offense will, will stagger. And then in that case, will if Caleb Love doesn't have a good game, can R.J. Davis pick up the weight? Because if both of them don't play well against Notre Dame or Virginia, I think we're going to lose those games. I might be a little bit dramatic in thinking this, but our success relies so heavily on these guards because basketball is a guard-oriented game, and we've seen our team lose with Baycott having a good game. We've seen the big men have success, but at the end of the day, if the guards don't take care of the ball, don't score the ball efficiently, and make bad passes, and in general don't run the offense well enough, that'll lead to easy baskets for the other team on the other end, and that'll get us into early holes like we saw against Kentucky. That's the big thing. Can we avoid the early holes? Can we get out to big leads against these opponents that we are better than? We are better than Notre Dame and Virginia this year on paper, on record, on the floor, and we just need to go out there and prove it. The Notre Dame game is away. That's at 9 p.m., and then the Virginia game we have back in the Dean Dome. I will hopefully be there. Crossing my fingers, I got tickets through that student lottery. But with that being said, that's going to do it today for 125 Unfiltered. Just a short uh, a recap episode for UNC basketball. I'm going to be doing this for pretty much every game, I hope. Uh, and uh, as we get into the semester, we're going to get a consistent schedule back going here. Really excited again to be back on the podcast Talking Sports Next episodes, look for uh, a recap of that Notre Dame game and then some NFL talk. We got the Browns and Steelers tonight, but week 17 is over. We have week 18 for the first time as some teams clinch their playoff spot or look to get one of the last playoff berths. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.